If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, December 6th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, Tim Ma fucking Gettys. What's that smell like, Tim? Do you, do you smell that, Bless? What's that What's that smell, Tim? That smells like money, baby. Oh, oh money, my baby. It smells it's like money you. up in here. Oh. What, is, what is this? Oh, is this a nice watch? That is, is that an a green shirt? Is that a green shirt? That is a green shirt because it smells oh. like money in here, Tim. Forbes 30 under like 30, money. baby. That means me and Bless richer than anybody you know. That's how it works. Forbes oh keeps God. sending us these checks. I've been keeping it a secret for this whole time. But you know what, Bless? Now that now that you're there too, I, I guess we're both exposed. But it's okay. It's, it's it's okay we're exposed. It are, we, are we the most broke people on the Forbes list? Maybe. <laughs> hey, maybe. 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 But well, like, we're still on the Forbes list. That's what matters, Tim. That's what matters. So the green, was, baby the green was a bit then. You huh? know, here's the thing. The green between us, it became a bit. And then I hit the X-Cast button and I thought my X-Cast background was all green. But apparently I got some Master Chief in there, which is fitting mm. for the topics of today's discussion. So I'm going to keep it. That's right, Tim. That's right, Tim. But before we get there, Tim, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How excited for you are, are you for this week? Because it's this a big is week. Gr- Dude, it's a big week. Last week was a big week. Heading it off with you, winning Forbes. Incredible. So proud of you. Love doing this show with you for the first time Appreciate with the it. two of us. Fantastic stuff. But no, nah, it was a great week. Uh, we just posted our Halo review, recording that a couple days ago, or yesterday was great. Saturday was a, it was an eventful weekend. Uh, we recorded the, our reaction to Into the Spider-Verse, excuse me, Across the Spider-Verse, part Whoa. one trailer, so you can check that out. It's just been a good time. And yeah, of course, this week we got Game Awards in just a couple days. Let's yeah. go. I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be my first game awards that I'm actually attending. Do you have like what are you, what are your hype levels? I've, I've probably asked you this before. I know we we did our predictions on Gamescast mm-hmm. for the categories, but we didn't do our predictions for the actual reveals that are gonna be there. And earlier, either today or during the weekend, Jeff Keeley talked about how there are like four or five reveals that are of the same size as the Elden Ring reveal at the Summer Games Fest. Did you see that? And like, I with did. that, where's your hype levels at for the game awards this week? So the reason we didn't do a predictions thing for announcements and stuff at the Game Awards uh, was really because all of us were kind of in the same place of like, there's not really anything to discuss. I don't feel like we have any inside information to really go off and there's not really like, we're just in a weird place. But I feel like now that we're closer to it and now that he is hyping it up this way and like saying that stuff, like I'm pretty damn excited, man. And like that is definitely setting expectations. To be clear, he wasn't saying the Elden Ring reveal. He was saying the Elden Ring gameplay that they for showed sure. for so sure. it's like that but still that was a mega huge deal. that was huge so i that's a, a big statement for him saying a handful of things uh, uh at least of that caliber so that's great today he was teasing we'll probably see the new sonic game so blast me and you let's, let's get hyped sonic, sonic frontiers. frontiers yeah yeah let's see let's see how it goes but yeah dude it, i think it's gonna be really cool i'm gonna miss you on the live reaction content though but I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. you're gonna be out there living I'm your s- best life I'm I'm sad to miss the reaction content because I think Game Awards is one of the one of the more fun, if not the most fun, actual event to react to in that way on content. And so I'm gonna miss you guys for that. That said, I'm super excited because like this weekend I went out, I went to H and M and bought a hat, Tim. I got an Hell outfit. Yeah. I got an outfit that I'm working with for the Game Awards, and I got the hat. And let me tell you, I'm feeling this hat. Usually I don't rock like the wide brim kind of hats. Mm-hmm. In fact, I almost want to go. I want want to dig in my closet and show you guys this hat. No, here's too, the thing. Fancy. Plus, no, no, no. Don't don't get too excited do about okay. this. There needs to be a reveal there needs to be right. a moment you know what i mean it's 10 out of 10 okay when yeah. are you gonna do it how are you gonna do it think about it are you gonna <sighs> debut the outfit before you're actually there or if you're gonna debut oh. it when you're there you need to plan out a picture i want you having the dopest picture on the red yeah, carpet or whatever color the carpet picture. is mm-hmm. red carpet all right i'm gonna make it happen man now i feel like the pressure's on but i'm actually feeling really good about the, the outfit. On. of it course is. you know people at, at all these award shows they always ask who are you wearing who are you wearing i'm wearing yousef mcgee yousef mcgee hooked me up with this outfit good. and so it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one that's all safe for now uh but tim 
enough about that let's talk about today's stories which include halo infinite reviews are in spider-man and the rock are coming to fortnite and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you like tim mentioned earlier a new episode of games cast went up this morning and it is our halo infinite campaign review featuring tim mike Andy in Paris. You can catch all their thoughts on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. And that's not all for Halo. Uh, Xcast is also up right now. And it's the crew talking more about Halo Infinite multiplayer and the fixes that the game needs. Over on the PlayStation side of things, PS Love You XOXO is going up a day later uh, to make space for the Halo content, the Halo Gamescast review, and all that stuff. We're recording tomorrow, and that episode will be up for everyone on Wednesday. So write in with your questions and your thoughts over on Patreon. Topic of the show will likely be uh, me and Janet talking all about that rumored Project Spartacus. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy, Blackjack, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Honey, and American Giant, but... We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Europa Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen. A big news day. And let's start off with our number one, Halo Infinite. We got a review roundup for you right now. It is sitting with the, camp- the campaign embargo being up so people can put out their full reviews, their campaign reviews, all that good stuff. On Metacritic, it is sitting at an 87. On OpenCritic, it is sitting at an 86. I'm going to start off with Ryan McCaffrey at IGN, who did a campaign review and had this to write. Halo has meant a lot to me over the past 20 years. From first landing on the ring in Halo 1, to the surprise Arbiter arc in Halo 2, to being heartbroken by Halo 5's abysmal storytelling, it's one of the few series in gaming where every new mainline entry really matters to me. After six years, it was fair to wonder, did Halo still belong in the best shooter conversation? And would I still care about it? I am both relieved and delighted that Halo Infinite emphatically answers both questions with a resounding yes. Turning us loose to explore a massive open ring with almost complete freedom to approach combat with a wide range of iconic guns, vehicles, and toys has absolutely brought Halo's single-player campaign back into contention as one of the finest out there. To say nothing of the amazing multiplayer suite, which IGN did review separately. I don't don't know the review score off off the top of my head. I think Stella gave it a 9 out of 10. I think that's right. And even though it drops the ball a bit with the story and lack of environmental variety, Halo Infinite picks it back up again with style. I'm going to jump into Matt Miller at Game Informer, who I believe reviewed the whole game uh, and gave it a 9.25 out of 10 and says this. The new open world and progression elements borrow heavily from established successes in that genre, and there's nothing profoundly innovative about the gradual takeover of a zone, but the battles feel so good that I didn't mind too much. I especially enjoyed the larger bases and outposts, which encourage creative thinking and how you approach rounding the bad guys. I also love the small moments of discovery, hidden weapon caches on a mountaintop, or caves that hold the last weapon of a doomed marine squad. Like many, I'm sad that Halo Infinite doesn't offer cooperative multiplayer at launch, if only because it's been a bulwark of the series' identity. It's a a disappointing omission, but I have to judge the game before me, not the features I wish might be there. And by that measure, Halo Infinite is a rousing success. Whether you want a big, mysterious sci-fi adventure or a chance to engage with some intense PvP, Halo Infinite nails the shots where it counts and heralds a new era for one of gaming's most recognizable mainstays. And then Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat uh, gave it a 5 out of 5 and says consider me a halo fan now i was never really looking forward to infinite but now that it's here it's so much more than what i was expecting i think i think whatever 343 does next will be even better and i'll eagerly uh, i'll be eagerly awaiting it in the meantime i'll be spending a lot more time with multiplayer and when co-op comes to campaign i'll definitely dive back into that as well but as it stands today this is a statement release for xbox game studios in a year where it has released a number of game of the year contenders psychonauts 2 deathloop forza horizon 5 and age of empires 4 halo infinite stands above even that crowd tim gettys of course you guys reviewed it last night that review went up i believe at midnight last night 
where do you stand uh, in regard to these reviews and do these reviews shock you? No, these reviews seem very in line with, I think, where most people are going to fall on this. Uh, Jeff's is probably the most interesting to me, but I think that's mainly because he didn't consider himself a Halo fan before, and this got him. Uh, I think that that is a really interesting perspective, and especially for him to praise it as far as going out above Deathloop and Forza. And it is a little bit weird because like a lot of the games he mentions here, the genres and stuff don't necessarily necessitate, that's not the right word, kind of scream, game of the year contender right racing games usually get snubbed there when you start comparing them to um other genres no matter the level of quality within their genre right and age of empires 4 being another example of that even psychonauts 2 every once in a while platformers uh can kind of like rise above but it's it's pretty rare death loop though being the one that i think is a bit more one for one him saying halo infinite stands above that i don't know jeff's feelings on Deathloop. I don't know if he ended up like loving it as much as a lot of people did, but that is a, a a very tall order and that's a big statement. And at the end of the day, whether or not that holds up, I do think that this is a major deal for Xbox game studios. I think that that's easy to say. All of us kind of looked at them and I don't want to put words in people's mouths. I definitely looked at them the last couple of years and was like, this is such a big make or break for Halo as a franchise and kind of for Xbox game studios as uh, do they got the goods? Can they they bring the stuff for these iconic franchises? You don't get bigger at Xbox than Halo. You just Tim, simply don't. I want to stop you right there and pull a question from Damon Cashman, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and writes this. Good morning, Blessing and Tim. A year ago, it looked like the Halo Infinite It looked like Halo Infinite was dead, and Xbox was seemingly in dire straits upon console launch. Since then, however, Game Pass has become a must-have, Forza has released to to unanimous praise, and even Sony fanboys like myself are buying into the Xbox ecosystem. Now, after a very wise year-long delay, it sure looks like 343 have nailed it with Halo Infinite. Uncle Phil and Xbox are now the talk of the town, and they did it with virtually none of their high-profile acquisitions even releasing yet. Is this the greatest comeback in video game history? No, I don't think so. Don't I think, think so. that it's. I think that it is one of the the bigger, better ones. But I do still think that there are some like aspects that just weren't absolutely nailed. The not having co op, all this stuff that I know people are going to be like, oh, that affects such a small amount of people. Clearly, it doesn't because every review is talking about it. And if okay, it's affecting those groups of people. Those groups of people matter when it comes to reviews and the way that these games are going to be talked about. Um, so. I don't know. I, I feel like it is it is huge because looking at the reveal of the campaign specifically, I think it's uh, pretty impressive what they ended up pulling, turning around uh, with the delay. I think the delay really, really, really helped them um, create something that is truly special. My experience with the game so far has been nothing short of fantastic where I'm like, I love when I start playing a game and I'm like, I'm going to 100% this. And I get that vibe from Halo Infinite's campaign. That is such a good sign. It's pure fun. There's so much good. They nailed what they had to do for the nostalgia people, but then also for modern gamers. And it's such a great mix and blend of the two things. Um, But I I think that in terms of like greatest comebacks, it's – I think if you start looking at it as a franchise and looking at – where it was with halo 4 halo 5 like yes this is a crazy comeback to halo 3 but i don't think that it is as high compared to how low things could get from some things like final fantasy 14 which i do think is the greatest comeback of all time mm. what is um, for people who may have missed the review or haven't checked out the review yet for you where does halo infinite stand among like the top games of the year do you do you yourself consider it a game of the year contender and what are the things that like hold it back for you in terms of being like eight if it if it is if you wouldn't say it is like a 10 out of 10 experience so uh paris and mike were the ones that beat it andy and i both just did the preview content so far so i haven't actually beat the game yet i'm waiting to do that gotcha. uh, on the retail um but from what i have played it is definitely one of my personal games of the year for sure mm-hmm. uh how it stands up this year with game of the year I don't know when you when you add it with the multiplayer suite i think easy yeah it does and i think then the multiplayer suite alone i think i would put in that conversation um but yeah it's this year's a a complicated one with game of the year because there is so many varied different types of games and i think that this is the one of the better types of years because you get to see representation for things like psychonauts too that the people that played it loved it right and i like that that being in that category kind of gives it this this new life people uh, want to give it a shot because it's on game pass why not but halo i do think is a different level 
it's complicated. I, I need to, to, to beat it to really like sit with it and understand how exactly I feel. Um, but I, this game is, is definitely fantastic. And when you add all the, the elements of it being on game pass and it having a free to play multiplayer, it's like, it's kind of hard to not look at this and be like, damn, this is one of the craziest moments in video games in mm. terms of value. Yeah, I feel that. And like, I mean, I'm similar to Jeff Grubb in in regards to me not ever really considering myself a Halo fan until now, having not touched the campaign and only being obsessed with the multiplayer for the for the past few weeks ever since it launched. I've been nonstop on it. And for me, it's already one of my favorite games of the year. Like, I'm already hooked on it. I'm already like, you know, thinking about like the updates. We're going to talk a, a little bit later about things that they're adding to the game because the next story is all about how they're adding three more PvP modes um, to Halo Infinite by the end of the year. And I'm super excited about that. But the fact that I'm already in the ecosystem enough to look forward to those updates and look forward and keep up with, oh man, I miss Fiesta mode. I hope they bring back Fiesta. Oh man, I played some Slayer in, um uh, or not Slayer. I played some SWAT in uh, Splitgate. Man, I really can't wait for them to finally add SWAT to Halo. Like I'm having those fuels already. And I think that right there is already alone kind of speaking to, yeah, this is quality, not only for the Halo fans, but for anybody to jump into it as a game that is just available on the ecosystem, whether you have an Xbox or you have a PC, the fact that it's free to play and easy to jump, jump into and as quality as it is, I think speaks, speaks for itself. And going back to Damon, Ca Damon Cashman's question about, you know, is this the greatest comeback in video game history? I think if we're talking about Halo specifically, it's probably a bigger conversation that I'm not equipped to have. But if you're talking about the Xbox ecosystem, if, is this like the greatest comeback in terms of Xbox going from 2013 to Xbox, where it is the launch of the Xbox One, and you have all these conflicting messages, you have all you have them talking about TV, 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 media, Call of Duty, Connect, and you know coming off of that E3 press conference where everybody was bummed about their their showing over the course of the generation, turning that ship, and now we're getting to the point of in 2021, fall of 2021, Xbox is the shining console right now in terms of what the false slate has been like you know um jeff mentions it here right i know Deathloop is a is a weird one because that is a playstation exclusive so i'll even leave Deathloop out of that <laughs> conversation uh but psychonauts 2 forza horizon 5 age of empires 4 right now it's halo infinite xbox is having a moment and right now they are having like the moment of the fall, I think for the first time in maybe a generation, in a very yeah. long time. I don't remember the last time where it felt like Xbox was the platform that was having the biggest fall. And that is happening right now. And I think that is really impressive. And I hope that it's, it's emblematic of what the future is going to be for Xbox. Because, you know, we've talked about in years past when we're approaching Xbox E3. Is this the year where Xbox is finally going to deliver on, on the promise? Is this the year where they're finally bringing the stuff? And coming off of this fall, coming off of this year, so far, I'm like, this feels like the beginning of it. This feels like them finally delivering. I look at next year, and I'm like, next year is Redfall, and next year is Starfield, right? Announced at the very least. If that gets delayed, it gets delayed. But for right now, that's what it looks like, right? And I'm sure that's even more games. And you look to the future, and it's like, cool, they got Hellblade 2 as well. They got um, uh, Perfect Dark as well. There are things that we're looking forward to over the horizon that speak to like speak to excitement if unintended forza horizon horizon zero dawn all that good stuff uh like speak to i mean me being excited as somebody who's not super ingrained to the in the ecosystem i want to be now because the future yeah. is looking really bright yeah dude i mean you, you nailed so much of that right there i think at the end of the day it's going to be a couple months until we can actually say that this is the moment that you're talking about mm -hmm. um and i think all signs are pointing to it being that but i i think it's interesting that when you look at game release calendars for the last 20 years, there has been a change and a shift in when games release, where it used to just be the fall is all that matters. But over the last 10 years at this point, that has not been true anymore. And we've gotten mm -hmm. to a point that almost any month can be viable uh, for game releases. And we've seen that a lot with uh, some of the third party, like Capcom January, February releases they've been having. But then also on the PlayStation side of things, they tend to not really have their big PlayStation Studio tent poles in the fall time frame. There's been a couple release dates that were put there, but they end up getting pushed to spring in the last couple uh, times we've gotten that. So it is interesting that Xbox is kind of here and like, yo, fall is ours. And I kind of like the idea that potentially going forward, Xbox Game Studios and can just kind of own that holiday break and own this part time of the year, uh, especially when you have Game Pass and the uh, accessibility to, to access to games for families and stuff like there's just a lot of synergy there that I think is is very cool. I just am hopeful and from every every sign, I'm sure we're going to get to the more stories about this. But um, in six months, are people going to be as fervorish, not as but like close enough to where they are right now with Halo multiplayer? 
Because I think that that is the key to being able to say, Halo is back, this is the greatest comeback. Because there was truly nothing like Halo 2 and 3's multiplayer and online. Like, that was a defining moment in video game history. That's changed over time now, where we have things like Fortnite and, you know, Call of Duty era, Fortnite and all of that now. What is Halo Infinite going to be? We need to be talking about that six months, a year from now, to yeah. be able to say it had to come back. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I do think that we're on that path. And the uh, last thing I want to say uh, before we move on from this is I am so mega interested in Greg Miller's take on campaign. Because not that it's the the whole world's greatest video game comeback, but it would personally be one of my greatest comeback moments ever is if Greg Miller played Halo Combat Evolved from like two years yeah. ago and utterly hated it if he could play Halo Infinite and vibe with it. Because playing through this, I'm like, there's a lot of Greg hooks here. And this, Dude, I saw, I saw a tweet. Here. <laughs> like there was a tweet. Um, I forget who made it. Uh, who made this tweet this morning? But somebody was talking about Halo Infinite in comparison to Far Cry Six. And Far Cry Six is a game that Greg, over his, over his paternity leave, has platinumed, right? And like the person who was t- tweeting about him was saying was saying that like he personally liked. Um, oh, I think it was Brian, Brian Altano. Was Brian Altano. Altano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was it. saying that he liked Far Cry Six more than Halo Infinite in terms of like what that open world first person shooter setup was for the campaign specifically. And I saw that Greg liked that tweet. But I think that's enough. That, that's enough to like put it there. That like, hey, there's enough connective tissue probably that like Halo, that Greg could probably play Halo and like some stuff there. Yeah. If it is that first person shooter, I'm clearing. I'm clearing out uh, bunkers and camps and stuff like that. I think that'll appeal to him. Dude, it's that, but mixed with what we love so much about the classic linear Halo mission style. Like they really found mm-hmm. a good blend of what I've played so far that I'm I'm super impressed with. And yeah, Greg Greg's got the itch, man. He keeps texting me, he keeps slacking me, like asking questions oh, and yeah. shit. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. oh he's my gonna God. bleed green soon, baby. Let's go. Well, Tim, speaking of Halo, story number two, Halo Infinite's adding three more PvP modes before the end of the year. This is George Yang at IGN. 343 Industries is planning to release more playlists and PvP modes for Halo Infinite by the end of this year. These modes include Fiesta, hell yeah, uh, Tactical Slayer, aka SWAT, and Free For All. However, they won't arrive in time for Halo Infinite's official campaign launch of December 8th. 343 community director John Junicek announced that the developer announced the developer's plans on Twitter. He also mentions that a social slayer playlist w- with multiple variations of the mode is being worked on as it was the most requested game type. Quote, our goal for events is to try new modes prior to adding to playlists, explains Junicek. Uh, he continues, we'll monitor playlist health after the three editions above and adjust our offering if needed, but we're excited to make these updates before the holidays end quote and i think that's exactly what you want to hear right hey we're gonna put these modes in rotation for like a week as an event okay you love this you want more of this cool now let's add it to a playlist i think that is the ideal way to do it you've you've been seeing more and more uh games like this like competitive multiplayer games do things like this i know apex has done that before with like hey let's test out 2v2 like duos or not 2v2 but let's test out duo battle royales okay cool people like this people want this let's make let's actually make it a a continuing thing um so i like that i think that is i think that is good tim does that sit well with you yeah, this is great. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things where I don't think that they'll ever be able to please anybody or everybody at once uh, because they need to make sure that they get this right. This The last story we just spent 30 minutes talking about is, is this the biggest comeback of all time for mm-hmm. video games? They want it to be. And if they want it to be, they need to take their time and do things right. And this is a game that needs to have infinite kind of playtime and potential to keep growing as Halo as a platform because that is what was so great about the earlier days of halo online multiplayer is this sense of progression the sense of wanting to continue to come back and halo if i remember correctly halo was the first console game to ever have map pack expansions you can go out and buy a disc with nine new maps for halo 2 isn't that fucking wild (laughs) like that's awesome back in an era where you couldn't patch games halo was trying to add more to the content without adding a sequel because they knew that people just wanted more in a world now where that's just the norm i think that they need to really take their time find what players are liking and keep going from there i think that the whole progression uh debacle conversation is like very sad and i wish that i understand why they did it but can you imagine if they had just stuck to what people expected from this and like this was more of a call of duty type progression i think Mm -hmm. the insane praise would be even higher for the game where like the addictive quality people would just be in from the jump but i really think that we got to give these devs the, the their due praise and their time to experiment and try to get this right because they clearly freaking care the amount of times in the last two weeks they've come out and 
been so transparent and over communicative about their plans and what they're doing, I think is a great sign that we have nothing to worry about. Sure, we don't have some of our favorite modes right now. We're going to have those modes when it comes to multiplayer. It's just a matter of time. And what they're talking about here, hell yeah, man. Fiesta was a blast. I didn't know I could have more fun playing this game until I played Fiesta. And it's I'm my like, favorite mode. This like, is great. It was the most fun I was having in Halo Infinite was playing Fiesta because the the for those who don't know Fiesta, right? Fiesta is a mode you go into and it just randomly it randomly spawns your weapons and your equipment. And so you never know every single time you respawn, you don't know what you're gonna have in your hands. And if for me playing, it forced me to use weapons that I wasn't trying out because when you're playing regular Halo Infinite Slayer, you know, it starts you off with the default gun. Um, like or if you're in like ranked, right? It'll start you off with the with the BR or whatever. And for me, you know, I, I have that default gun. I've used it so much and I'm scared to pick up something else because I'm so used to it, right? Like, oh man, I'd like to pick up the center shot, but I haven't used it that much because, you know, I always have this other weapon. Um, playing Fiesta forced me to actually use other guns and get good with other, other guns and get good with equipment. I got so good. And, oh, I'm not going to say I got so good, but I had so much fun with the grappling hook. <laughs> Whatever it spawned me with the grappling hook to the point of being addicted to that thing. And I couldn't get <laughs> enough of it. And that is because of Fiesta, right? Fiesta put forcibly put that in my hand and made me use it. Uh, and so, yeah, I can't wait for to come back i'm gonna spend so much time and i'm gonna spend so much time in the other modes that they give us because i think when you're talking about i mean tim to your point of six months later right when we look back at halo is it going to be able to fulfill that is it going to be able to keep up the hype and keep up the excitement i think part of that is you know building in uh modes and releases and updates that give people a reason to come back what is what is the mode a month from now that you're going to add in that makes me go all right cool let, guys let's play some halo halo infinite real quick all right let's spend today and tomorrow playing halo infinite because they added in this new slayer mode or they added in this new playlist that sounds really exciting um and yeah like you know it, it in its launch state there are things that you can pick apart like there's plenty of things you can pick apart i think for what they did with the year delay and polishing and figuring out what the vision of this thing is going to be and what it is and actually delivering on it they were able to launch in a good enough mode or in a, in, a, in a good enough state that feels quality and feels fun and feels great and provides a floor for what the future of it is going to be as a free-to-play games as a service, right? Like an ongoing game that is going to get updates, that is going to only get more more modes. That's the beauty of them launching this way. It's only going to get bigger and better. And so we're going in, like, you're going to get Forge, right? Which I'm excited for Forge to eventually come through because that is where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to just like, cool, let's do all rocket launchers and fuck around and do that type of shit that really appeals to me. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for whatever, like, the new, the, the new costumes and all that stuff is. I'm excited for them to fix progression and make it even better, right? Like, I'm all about that. Yeah, man. It's a what a time to be alive. I, I mean, like just to to say it real quick before we 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 move on. Halo's back, and mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that. I am so in love with this game, and it is such a special thing that 20 years later, they can put out a game that reminds me of what it felt like to play then, but make that experience even better with all of the the modern upgrades that you would expect. It is truly a special time, and I can't wait for the Christmas break for us to just hang out and fucking play this together. Hell yeah. Well, Tim, speaking of big updates and expansions, story number three, Fortnite Chapter 3 includes a new island, the Rock, Spider-Man, and more. I'm pulling from Andrew Webster at The Verge and Kevin at the top of the, the story in the doc. I have a link to the trailer. If you can pull that up. You can play it on silent as I read through the story. After a dramatic live event on Saturday, Fortnite is moving on to Chapter 3, which introduces some big changes for the Battle Royale. This morning, developer Epic launched Season 1 of the new chapter called Flipped, and the most dramatic change is the shift to a fresh, snow-covered island, one that features weather conditions along with new locations like Sanctuary, which appears to play a large part in Fortnite lore, and the Daily Bugle. Those who pick up the new Battle Pass will also be able to get their hands on characters like Spider-Man and eventually the Foundation, voiced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It also appears that the core gameplay will be shaken up quite a bit. Chapter 3 features two new mechanics, sliding and swinging, that can make the experience even faster and more vertical, particularly for high-level players. And for those who spend time in the game's creative mode, there's now an option to earn Battle Pass XP and player-made experiences. Outside of that, developer Epic is introducing some persistent elements to the game. Here's how the studio explains. Quote, this new chapter brings camps where players and their squad can heal and store items from match to match, bringing new persistent social gameplay options to Fortnite. Plus, there are new weapons and items to help, help win a victory royale and earn the all-new ultimate prestige, the victory crown. Keep winning to keep the crown, end quote. Tim, Spider-Man coming to Fortnite, 
does that make you want to finally install this game? And get on it? <laughs> Dude, I wish that like this that I was in love with this game because they just keep giving. <laughs> this is crazy. Like I know, like hold on, Kev, can you go back and pause on that Spider Man? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Like maybe like five seconds before this. No, I saw it. Uh, it it's beautiful. Like, this is exactly what Spider-Man should look like. They yeah. freaking nailed it. Like, I know that Fortnite's done a... back too. For the Fortnite's done, does a, done a great job of, you know, getting a bunch of different IP and then kind of making them fit a, an aesthetic that works within the Fortnite world, something we always praise Smash Brothers about. Uh, but damn, like, I love that Spider-Man, how I like to see him, is just boom. It works so well with this world. But on top of that... From a gameplay perspective, his swinging looked Dude, awesome. Kevin, bring I, I dropped this in assets this morning. If you can go to that Slack and bring up this video, it was from Twitter of somebody who tweeted out what the swinging looks like when you're playing as Spider-Man in Fortnite. It looks amazing. And it's funny because when I po- posted in Slack, I think it was Roger who was like, man, Avengers just can't, can't catch a break. Because, like, I don't understand how you make it look this good. I want to jump into Fortnite now uh, again. Like, I feel like they always get me with the, with the first seasons and the chapters because they change so much. But look at this. Wait, how does that... Oh, okay. His swinging is like an item that anyone can use. So any character... We can have Wolverine swinging. Anyone can wear the mask! Anyone can wear the mask. Wait, so it's like an item that you just find on the map? Yeah, you see that on the first... The second slot there? Oh, yeah. It looks like two Spider-Man hands. Yeah, I mean, it's really pixelated. But yeah. um, So I think it's something you can pick up and swing. So that won't be... That probably won't be around forever, so... Get it while it's You gotta... You know, get it while it's hot. Kevin, for you as as, um, somebody who loves and adores Fortnite, like, how excited are you for this new chapter? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, at, like, 10 in the morning, I beat Phoenix. So I'm done with that game. Never again. I'm putting it down. Never again. Kevin has been playing a lot of Immortals Phoenix Rising. 67 (laughs) hours. 67 hours of Immortals Phoenix Rising Kevin has been playing. Kevin, I'm 100% down to play some Fortnite with you, if you'll welcome Uh, me. If you'll have me. Well, Joey's back in. So like, we got a squad coming. We got a squad coming. Hell sure, yeah. Lo will join us. Oh, for sure. I'm sure Roger will be there, too. I mean, we'll have more than four people, but we can figure it out. We Excellent. can have rotations. Yeah. We can play two squads at the same time. We'll figure it out. But yeah, this looks I'm, cool, though. The swinging looks so cool, and everything they're talking about in uh, the update sounds awesome. Like, they're even adding sliding, which is a thing from Apex Legends. And, like, yep. Fortnite is kind of known at this point to add in features from other games, like, relentlessly. Like, they that, that is a thing that they do a lot um which some people get mad at i get mad at in some cases but in the in the case of this i think it's a welcome addition the sliding is one of my favorite things about apex it allows you to to get from place to place way quicker and you're you're way more mobile with it and i think it's a beautiful addition i'm all about that plus the swing plus dwayne the rock johnson which i know greg miller's been asking for forever oh my god oh yeah they got the web surfing oh my god this is so cool what what game was that in amazing spider-man no spider-man 3 the game Maybe. I, yeah, because it wasn't in two. I, it, it, it's somewhere. Was it Ultimate Spider-Man? It was one of the later PS2 games. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That's so cool. I wonder if that's a combination of the surfing or the sliding and the having the item. Man. That's really cool. Hey, yeah. Really cool. I absolutely love this. I absolutely love this. You know what else I love? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. There's no denying it. It's officially the holiday season. And after all that Thanksgiving cooking you just did, plus the cooking you're about to do for whatever other holiday you celebrate, you're probably not going to want to add tonight's dinner to that to-do list. So let DoorDash take care of it. You can also get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. I love DoorDash. We use it constantly. And it is such an easy thing to, to use for me and Gia when we're just trying to hang out, watch something, keep it simple for the night. Next thing you know, food's being delivered. It's safe, it's secure, and we are no longer hungry. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that's code G-A-M-E-S-2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Next up, shout out to Honey. It's gift-giving season, and you have no excuse to buy everyone you love the worst, cheapest gifts imaginable. Why? 
because Honey is about to save you tons of money when you shop online. Honey is your personal online shopping assistant. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. It's so easy to use. Everyone should be doing it. I've been using it for years. I've saved literally thousands of dollars, both for me and for Kind of Funny, using Honey. You install it once. You never need to think about it again. It's just saving you money. If you don't already have Honey, you can be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, installs in just a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. And finally, shout out to American Giant. If there's one good thing that came out of the mess that 2020 and 2021 have been, it's that people have started to prioritize comfort over style. You know what I'm talking about. But with American Giant's obsession with quality details, you can be comfy, cozy, and stylish. I love American Giant. I recently got a bomber jacket. Nobody's surprised, but it's this really pretty blue. I've never seen one like it, and I am a big fan. It's super comfy, keeps me warm, just like I like. American Giant is about the journey, not just the destination. They're obsessed with the details from start to finish, so they use the best quality materials and support local manufacturers and workers, which is always great. Slate called their hoodie the greatest hoodie ever made so find out why explore american giant's collection of durable essentials at american-giant.com and you can get 20 percent off when you use code kfgd at checkout that's 20 percent off at american-giant.com promo code kfgd american-giant.com promo code kfgd tim speaking of epic let's talk about another epic news story story number four the matrix awakens is an Unreal Engine 5 experience and it's been revealed. This is Ryan Gilliam at Polygon. The Matrix Awakens is a new Matrix experience coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, according to an entry for the demo now available for download on the PlayStation Store and Xbox Game Store. Developed by members of the original movie team, including director Lena Wachowski and Epic Games, The Matrix Awakens is described as, quote, a wild ride into the reality-bending universe of The Matrix that features performances by Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, end quote. Uh, Epic pitches the experience as a, quote, glimpse into the future of interactive storytelling and entertainment in the boundary-pushing cinematic in real-time tech demo, end quote. The Matrix Awakens was made available for download Monday, but the full experience will be revealed and playable starting December 9th when the demo will we'll get a reveal at the Game Awards. Unreal Engine 5, which developer Epic Games first showed off in May 2020, is still in early access. While there are games announced as in... While there are games announced as in development using the new engine, nothing has shipped yet. Tim, what does this do for you? Um, a lot. Kev, can you please bring it up? I sent assets, the the actual trailer. This shit is mind-blowing. Like, at the end of the day, I know it's easy to I'm make fun of it. Sorry. Like, oh, it's an experience. It's not a game. Why are yeah. we excited? It's like, yo, we're at a turning point in video games with Unreal Engine 5. I will never forget last year when Greg Miller hit me up. He's like, yo, How I just saw some behind-the-scenes shit is that is going to change things forever. Oh and God. we got to see that that run through of the you know the first demo of the the grand canyon looking yeah. area and it was like oh my lord this is the future of next gen like this is crazy seeing this seeing these facial animations keanu reeves is not real here guys this yeah. is unreal engine five this looks in, this looks insane and i did have to double take i had a like quadruple take honestly like i kept seeing this pop up on my twitter and i was like why is why is why is keanu reeves looking at me and then like i had to click in and be like oh wait is that real i guess that's no that's not real that's unreal engine 5 i think this is it's kind of on the nose to do a matrix demo for unreal engine 5 like very on the nose but in a way that good like in a way that's kind of good right like hey if you're gonna do the matrix yeah license it and like get keanu reeves for it like go all the way with it i think that's kind of cool um and yeah like i it, this is exciting for what the tech is, right? Because mm -hmm. Unreal Engine 5 is going to be a thing that takes us into that next step of this is what video games can do. And so giving people a reason to actually want to pay attention to it and want to check a, a thing out to kind of gear them up into, hey, this is the future of video games. I'm all for that. And I think doing a Matrix Awakens thing is a good way to do that. It's a good way to get people interested. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I am very, very stoked about Unreal Engine 5. I can't wait to see it start uh, making its way actually into some of the bigger AAA games that we're, we're playing. Because, like, man, I love the fact that it is 2021 and there are it is rare that I turn on a new modern video game and don't have some moment of, like, how the fuck does it look this good? Like, we are so spoiled with how the visual fidelity of everything and just, like, the level of detail and animation that everything has. Like, holy shit. 
Back in my day, we're watching Killzone 2E3 trailers and we're like, there's no way that's real. And guess what? There was no way it was real. Nowadays, it's like, there's no way it's real. And it's not fucking Keanu Reeves. But guess what? It is real, motherfuckers. God damn. Uh, Tim, let's switch gears. Story number five. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone devs stage a walkout over layoffs. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. Quality assurance testers and other developers at Raven Software, the Activision studio in charge of the extremely lucrative free-to-play battle royale Call of Duty Warzone, are walking out on the job today to protest surprise layoffs that were foisted on staff beginning last Friday. The group told Kotaku in a statement that it has only one demand. Give all QA testers, including those uh, those just laid off, full-time positions. Quote, those participating in this demonstration do so with the continued success of the studio at the forefront of their mind, the group wrote. They continue, the Raven QA department is essential to the day-to-day functioning of the studio as a whole. Terminating the contracts of high-performing testers in a time of consistent work and profit puts the health of the studio at risk, end quote. Activision Blizzard did not immediately respond to a, uh, to a request for comment. Management at the Wisconsin-based studio informed QA staff at the end of last week that they would they would have meetings starting over the next month to decide which employees would get converted to full-time with raises and which ones would be laid off. As part of the first wave of meetings, 30% of Raven's QA team saw their contracts terminated, effective January 28th, while others await news of their fate as they head into the holiday season. And this was this news first started breaking uh, late last weekend or late last week as the news of like the, the termination started. And like my my immediate takeaway when I first saw the news was, damn, that is rough right before the holiday season. Like that is kind of fucked up to like ha- have layoffs happen going right into the holidays. Like that th- that is fucked up. But I do like that there is action being taken by the workforce and they are staging this walkout and they're actually making their demands heard. Yeah, man, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see. It's going to continue to happen, and I, I I'm happy that they're actually standing up. It's crazy how much bad news is coming out of Activision Blizzard and how yeah. it's 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 all related, but also unrelated at the same time. Like it's so damn complicated and so shitty across the board. Uh, but here we go. Yeah, yep. this is this is such a ridiculous thing to see. Like them, the way that they handle this, watching this all unfold on Twitter um, over the weekend, I was like, wow. Like this, the mismanagement of the Activision teams when it comes to what they're working on, all the dev stuff. We talked about it for the last couple of years, but Vicarious Visions and, and um, Toys for Bob and uh, Beanox, all of them, High Moon Studios. It's like just never soft, one by one, just gone, 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 just yep. gobbled up by Call of Duty. And it's like, well, this is what happens. Yep. And I mean, I, you, you mentioned it, right? Like the fact that all these different wild things are happening over at activision blizzard at the same time and like it it's again i feel like i use the word emblematic a lot but it's a good word right it's emblematic of like shitty management and people at the top who do not give a fuck about employees and who are only in it to make way more money than they need right like that is how things like this happen and so one i think them staging this walkout and being consistent about hey we're we're not going to take shit anymore as a workforce as people who you know are feeling the brunt of your toxic toxic actions as leaders we're not going to take this shit anymore we're going to stand up we are going to make our voice heard and we're going to consistently continually make our voices heard whether it is via whether it is in response to your like you know abuse allegations and like you know toxic uh, um uh, bad treatment of your workers and all that stuff or if it is this layoff situation like we're going to continue to stage walkouts and you are not going to you're not going to not hear from us about this stuff uh, i absolutely love that they're being loud and yeah like i hope that this again leads to more change at Activision Blizzard at the top. Uh, like we need to see all those people replaced, and so um, hopefully we get it. Keeping on the topic of Activision Blizzard with story number six, Activision Blizzard won't be part of the Game Awards. This is Emma Roth at The Verge. Jeff Keighley, the executive producer and host of the Game Awards, sent out a tweet to confirm that outside of its nominations, Activision Blizzard, quote, will not be a part of this year's hashtag the Game Awards, end quote. This is in light of claims about the company's toxic culture, as well as allegations of CEO Bobby Kotick's history of abuse and harassment. In an interview with The Washington Post, Keeley hinted at Activision Blizzard's potential removal from the award show, noting that he was contemplating how to navigate the situation with the company uh, without harming its developers or employees. Quote, there is no place for abuse, harassment, or predatory practices in any company or any community, Keeley wrote. He continued, we all need to work together to build a better and more in a more inclusive environment so everyone feels safe to to build the world's best games, end quote. 
Tim, is this, is this a good statement from Jeff Keighley in the Game Awards? What I'm going to say on this and where I firmly stand on this is I can't wait to see the Game Awards and see how this is actually handled at mm. the award show itself, which is what matters at the end of the day. I think right now there's a lot of shit slinging every which way about statements being good enough, not good enough, and all this stuff. I think there, it is very clear to all of us what statements need to be made. And I think that there was there, I hope, and I expect there to be a lot of people standing up for what's right on the Game Awards stage Thursday. Oh, yeah. I and, yeah, expect many of acceptance speeches to be like, hey, by the way, fuck Activision Blizzard. Yeah, and I think that, that, is, that that's what is most important. I do think that Keeley having his platform, him actually making a statement himself would be like the utmost of those things. We'll have to stay tuned and see what happens on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think a, a great scenario would be for even Keely himself to put out some kind of like, hey, like, this is what we stand for in response. I want, I know, and I hope he says the words Activision Blizzard. And I hope like he actually takes a stance on the stage. I think that would be a powerful thing. And it's, it's not a thing that he's not done before, right? With things like the Kojima Konami situation. And I think like there's been a few times where he's done similar sort of, sort of things. The Game Awards stage, I think, is a powerful place to, to do that. Uh, and so I, I, I hope to see that. And at the very least, I do think we will see people in their, award speeches or it, what people like whenever somebody has a microphone right i think there will be some cases where people are going to be like yo by the way x y and z fucked activision blizzard fuck bobby Kotick, all that good stuff you know yeah. give um give my man um what's his name it takes two um haze light studios uh joseph Ferris. joseph Fer give my man joseph Ferris a microphone let him speak his mind please yeah totally and i mean that's the thing is like jeff has done that before right and mm -hmm. i i think that it's very complicated because at the end of the day it's there's the arguments we made about all right well what about ubisoft what about ea what about riot what about this what about that whatever what about doesn't need to matter there's a thing happening right now with the activision mm -hmm. they are the focus we need to go at them like that that is the one thing don't lose focus don't turn this into a he said she said of who didn't say enough who didn't whatever focus everybody focus on what matters in the messaging and the messaging needs to be this shit is not acceptable it doesn't matter where the fuck you are it's just right now activision blizzard are the the people that we need to be talking about because there's demonstrable evidence of what's going on and changes that need to happen that aren't changing so let's yeah. stay tuned to thursday i mean to your point i think there's an opportunity there right yes like, we can we, we can use that we can use this we can make this the thing right because of course these stories are from across the industry like you can look at any other big company and surely there are stories that are told and untold that are going on at these companies that like you know need to be handled need to be dealt with as well need to be addressed but with the activision blizzard situation it is this this is the time right like strike while the iron's iron's hot like make, make this an example of we're not letting this shit slide i think you i think you nail it well where, well there tim yeah let's round out the report report with our last news story story number seven crash bandicoot's toys for bob could be hiring for a non-Call of Duty project. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Crash Bandicoot studio Toys for Bob could be hiring for a non-Call of Duty project, according to a posting on its career site. The studio, which developed the Crash, ba Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, and the Skywalkers or Skylanders franchise uh, had recently... Skywalkers. Skylanders franchise had recently been transitioned into a st support studio for Call of Duty, specifically the massively successful free-to-play Warzone. However, the studio had li has listed several jobs on its career site, such as senior co concept artists, which do not list Call of Duty, instead labeling them for Toys for Bob. Other jobs specifically mentioned that their roles related to Call of Duty, potentially suggesting that the studio is working on something that isn't related to the first-person shooter series. Recently, Activision Blizzard confirmed that all its core studios are now working on the Call of Duty franchise, like Tim was talking about before. When Toys for Bob confirmed in April that it would be supporting the development of Warzone, Activision said the studio would continue working on Crash Bandicoot 4 2. Tim, does this give you any sliver of hope for Toys for Bob? The slightest, honestly, they're so fucking talented, man. The Insane Trilogy was a spectacular remake of three PlayStation 1 games and giving them a coat of paint that made them look and run fantastic and really hold core, hold true to the core of what made those games so special to me and millions of other people out there. It was so successful. It proved that there is a place for these type of mascot platformers, especially the old ones. And Crash Bandicoot 4 was nothing short of fantastic. It was the best Crash Bandicoot game uh, in terms of the platformers. And I loved what they did with it. And I would love to see more. I think the path that they were going down really pointed to a spiral for and i think that while that wouldn't necessarily speak as loudly to me as a crash game mm -hmm. i understand it and it would speak equally loud to a different group of people yeah, and i want them to, to get that sounds hype i want 
you to get what I got with Crash 4 because it is it's phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hard to be positive about this given everything we've just talked about and like the state of affairs of the upper management and all that stuff and uh, the leaders is the better way to put it. And and I it's just it's hard to to feel hopeful for this. But I I want to hold on to hope because underneath the Call of Duty, underneath all this stuff, there has been a set of projects that Activision have put out that speak so loudly to me with fantastic quality experiences like like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remastered, Crash Team Racing, um, the the Crash Crash Four being in a new original game. I hope this is true. Toys for Bob are incredibly talented game designers, so I, I'm hoping that they are working on something that is not Call of Duty. Tim, I'll love uh, Toys for Bob to work on something that's not Call of Duty, but the mm. announcement of that project would probably be so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Castle of Shikigami 2 for PC, Crimson Clover World Explosion for PC, Spellforce 3 Reforced for PC, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, Aiko's Choice for PC, and then This is the President. This is the PC. President. <laughs> this is the President for PC. Kevin, can we get a, can we get a trailer for This is the President if you're able to? Uh, I really yeah, got to know. I'll look at it in a second. I, I really got to know what that game is. I wonder if it's the President. Uh, while Kevin's doing that, we got uh, one new date for you. Uh, Insomniac Games this morning tweeted out that two new suits inspired by hashtag Spider-Man No Way Home, exclusively in movie theaters December 17th, are coming December 10th to Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, only available on the PlayStation 5 as part of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. We love Ultimate to see these edition. orgy parties that Vice President right, Kevin has pulled up. Is rumored to frequently this is, what was called? This, this is, is the, the president. president. So far, this looks like news reports. Got some OLEDs. <laughs> OLED TV 4K. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the actual fuck? Judgment Day, humanitarian cargo. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little point and click. Text-based RPG, I guess. This is fascinating. Killing Snow White. Alright. I don't I don't know what to compare this to. They're tweeting. Don't let the president tweet. Wow, they really are tweeting. It's funny because it's stylized like it's not modern, right? Like it looks like some like <laughs> early like, 1900s, 1800s type shit. Like but then like they're tweeting. Game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem like a like risk or something. But like, oh, but you play on your own. I, this is kind of cool. Like I'm sure this is dope for <laughs> some. Yeah, no, this out looks, there. This looks like it is quality. Yeah, this is fascinating. All right, thanks for bringing right. this up, Kevin. Yeah. Wow. Back to Spider-Man. Yeah, back uh, to Spider-Man. Very excited. Very exciting stuff. The No Way Home suits coming to Spider-Man Remastered. Yeah, it's cool. It looks like it's the uh, the Iron Spider suit that we see, the the kind of revised version we see in um in the trailers for No Way Home, and also the what seemingly is the Inside Out suit, the gold and black suit. Um, mm. So that's kind of cool, man. I love that Insomniac just keeps adding the suits to these games. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, Let me is... ask you one question. What's Let up, me ask up? you a fucking crazy question here. Ask me a crazy question. Three days from now. Mm -hmm. Do we see Spider-Man 2? <laughs> At the Game Awards? No. Wait. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Okay. Okay. There's no way. There's okay. too much for Sony to talk about right now. Like, they got to yeah. talk about Horizon. They got to talk about mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok. I'm sure mm -hmm. maybe there's other Sony projects in 2022 possibly that they'll want to talk. Gran Turismo. Other, other things like that. I feel like it's too early. It's too early to talk about Spider-Man. Plus, you can't get like oversaturated i feel i'm gonna say this right now mm -hmm. i i bet we see something related to an insomniac game at the game awards that would be crazy i mean that would have to either be spider-man or wolverine right like it can't be like a third insomniac game unless you're thinking ratchet dlc or something I, I, anything it could be ratchet dlc it could be ratchet coming to pc spider-man coming to pc something okay. we'll see something insomniac I like that. I like that prediction. That's my bet. That's I my like bet. that prediction because I can see it too. I don't know what it would be, but Insomniac just has so much, so much they stuff got going the goods, on. Man. They can't stop. <laughs> that, yeah, like they can't stop. I can see it happening. The, the one thing I'll say about Spider-Man, like, and, and that that holds bearing on whether or not I think it's going to be there, 
is I think right now there is an oversaturation, or at least like there's a large saturation of Spider-Man content, but that might also make them go, hey, build synergy. <laughs> like it's spider get time. Spider get Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider Time, right? Like December is Spider-Man month. You got your across the Spider-Verse trailer. You're gonna get a Spider-Man 2 trailer, and that's gonna be followed by No Way Home. Spider-Man every single week, baby. I can see it happening, but man, that'll be a lot. But we shall see. Uh, we got a deal of the, the day for you. Speaking of PlayStation, these games are coming to PlayStation now for December, and they're available tomorrow. You're getting GTA 3 Definitive Edition. That's available until January 31st. You're getting Final Fantasy X and X-2 HD Remastered. You're getting John Wick Hex, and you're getting Spitlings. That's right. Spitlings. Highly anticipated for PlayStation now. John Wick Hex. Mike Bithel, baby. There you go. There you go. I actually had never booted that up. I wanted to boot, it, boot that up back in the day because I like John Real Wick. Real cool. Did you get to check that one out? Yeah, no? I did. R- cool ass game, man. Ooh, okay, I might I might check that one out then, uh, because I still have my PlayStation now because we did the review for PlayStation Plus or not play, for play, PSLVXOXO, um, and so maybe I'll maybe I'll give that one a look. But for now, it is time for reader mail. Remember, you can write into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where you can get your questions read on the show, just like Michael Cardenas did. Uh, Michael writes in and says, "If you could have a crossover between any Xbox first party game and any PlayStation first party game throughout history." Which games would you pick, and what would the crossover look like? Possible examples could be Halo, Cross, Ratchet and Clank, Gears of War, Cross, The Last of Us, Forza, Cross, God of War. Tim, what would you want as a crossover? So this is complicated, and it's it's a cop-out answer that isn't actually following the rules here, but at a certain point in time, it could have, mm-hmm. kind of, in terms of exclusivity. It's not first party. Uncharted, Tomb Raider. It just works so well. Oh. I feel like Nathan Drake and Lara Croft together in some way, shape, or form could be really cool. Imagine if it was like a split campaign where you're playing uh, like two completely different stories on like even different continents, but then there's kind of crossover, almost like a Resident Evil 2 or 3 style situation where you're like, there's multiple uh, scenarios happening at once. Uh, that'd be fucking really damn cool. Even like a Zelda, I'm I'm taking this even further, like a Zelda Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons type thing where they're two similar but very different games. They have to play through both of them and then you get the third scenario. But like on the PlayStation side, you get one thing. On the Xbox side, you get another. And then there's crossover. Oh my God, that'd be fucking crazy. It would limit how many people can play it all. So that's a problem. But I like the idea. I I like what Michael um, mentions. Like he says Forza Cross God of War. I want to get further. I would love... Um, in the way that Forza Horizon often has missions or vehicles that are inspired by other games. Like they had in Forza Horizon 4, there was the mission where you're doing like a Halo quest essentially and you're driving the, like the, the what are the big vehicles from Halo called? You're driving one of those, the Warhog. You're driving the Warhog. That's uh, what you call a big vehicle. I thought you were thinking Pelican. I thought you were thinking, no, okay. No, is there driving the, war, the you're car. Driving war, the car. It's a, is, that, is that not, not the big one? Am I thinking of the right thing, chat? Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Let me know if I have the right thing in mind. It's like a four-seater. Yeah, but it's like kind of like a tanky kind of vehicle, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I would never describe the Warthog as a big vehicle. There, there's okay. a tank that's a lot bigger. I the think it's kind of what Tim's saying. Yeah, people are, there's a lot of vehicles that are bigger. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, people are saying that is that I am thinking of. The Warthog is the iconic yeah, you're right, you're Halo vehicle. Thinking of the it's probably war, I'm probably thinking of the Warhog. Either way, you drive the Warhog. It's it's bigger than a Forza car, is what I'll say. Like one of my lean cars in Forza, it's bigger than that. Um, but you're driving that like across the beach, and you're doing like a Halo style, like you know, like mission, and you're driving through the checkpoints, and you have people in your ear that are saying Halo shit in your ear that I don't get the reference <laughs> to because I wasn't playing Halo at the time. Um, I would love that, but for like PlayStation stuff, like what if we could get a you are driving in a city and we're and it is like Spider Man is like doing shit like he's he's like saving people and like there's like crime chaos happening in the city that you're racing down and you got to get like maybe you're like playing as an officer or something something like that and you got to get to the checkpoint to like save a person as spider-man is swinging around and you see him like going back and forth like doing shit um as you're driving under him like i think something like that could be cool or if you were driving on a planet from like ratchet and clank um and like you had weird rift apart dimensional shit happening i think something like that could be cool like a forza depiction of the greatest moments of like playstation history i think that could be really awesome and cool yeah, that's a good call. Now it's time to squad up. Uh, remember, you can write it to patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games. So you can write with your questions, all that stuff. And your squad ups, just like Clint did, Clint writes in with a squad up on Xbox and says, my first ever Xbox is coming today. So I'm looking for some best friends to play some Forza and Halo with. If you want to add Clint on Xbox, you can add Clint with the username Clint Gilmore. That is Clint Gilmore, all one word. Have fun. Play some Forza. Play some Halo and have a good time. 
now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write a list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh and let's see here let's see here mm-hmm. what we got people are writing with like additional stuff that isn't your wrongs uh nano says fortnite also features symbiote spider-man and future foundation so there you go Some additional info uh, kebab says the insane trilogy was developed by vicarious visions not toys for bob good call Uh, people are running with like some missed news that like I, I didn't include on purpose just because it didn't stri- strike me as like video game news. Struck me more as like businessy mo- news. Um, and then A, it's just Alex writes in and says, you're thinking of the Wraith. It's like an alien tank. I don't know if that's what I was thinking of. It might have been. I couldn't tell you. It was like years ago that I played that mission in Forza Horizon 4. But uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And that is it kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong uh of course it is monday which means we have a whole week of hosts coming up uh tomorrow you got tam and gary witta on Mm -hmm. wednesday it's me and andy cortez on thursday it's janet and tim motherfucking gettys and then on friday it's tim in the return of jared petty so yeah you love to see it can't wait for that one if you're watching this live on twitch right now after this it's some more metal gear solid 4 with mike and barrett and the squad if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily